0: Welcome, I'm Gemma Petherbridge, host of the Higher Self Business Podcast, created to support those working in and dreaming of entering the self development and holistic industries. Each week, we explore different topics that will help you turn your skills and modalities into a successful business. So, whether you are a healer, coach, lightworker, witch, starseed, or mystic, if you are part of the awakened generation, This podcast is perfect for you. Let's begin. Hi everyone, welcome. Today we have the lovely Emily Coulter from Rock Shop Wholesaler, which I know very, very well. They are a rock, crystal and fossil wholesale company started in 1989, so they really know what they're doing, and they're based in West Yorkshire in the UK. Emily, it's so lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much and welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us. Very lucky to have you. So I know a lot of our listeners found the podcast and myself either from my business, Conscience Crystals, or from my book The Crystal Apothecary. So they are major, major Crystal fans and many of them aspire to one day, hopefully in the near future, but definitely at some point to have their own Crystal businesses. So this episode I know is going to be an instant favourite and we're very lucky, like I've already said, to have Emily with us. So I there's a set amount of questions that I get asked all the time related to setting up their businesses and how they go about doing it. So that inspired me to reach out to Emily and The Rock Shop and hopefully set up this podcast. So here we go. So Emily, would you mind starting by talking a little bit more about The Rock Shop and also your role within the business?
1: Yes, absolutely. So you already uh, covered the main parts. We're a wholesale supplier, um, of minerals, crystals, and fossils, that kind of thing, uh, mainly to the gift trade. Um, we actually, the very, very early beginnings of Rock Shop actually started in 1969. Uh-huh. Um, so, really quite a long time ago now, yeah. when our founder, after he came out of university, started supplying Welsh trilobites um, to a mineral business in London. Um, so, yes, we're a wholesaler. We effectively act as a party between overseas very large wholesalers or mines um, to provide crystals, minerals, fossils, etc. to mostly independent retail. Um, Mm -hmm. And we supply retailers, uh, some lapidaries, visitor attractions, manufacturers, we get architects reaching out sometimes, uh, designers and often uh, re-wholesalers as well.
0: Brilliant. Fab answer. Thank you. (laughs) So we're going to Go for the, the basic questions first that, like I said, people really do ask me quite a lot. And it's cool. as simple as could you go a little bit more deeper into what a wholesale business is and how people would be. I know you've kind of answered that, but maybe go a bit deeper into how people would work with you.
1: Yes. So um, a wholesale business acts obviously if you have a small crystal business um, or it's one of your side businesses or something like that you may not be able you may not have the um, cash flow or the room or the know-how really to reach out to say a mine somewhere uh, in Brazil so you're looking for Brazilian amethyst you might not have kind of a warehouse space as an individual selling crystals to import a ton of amethyst churches Uh, so wholesalers tend to act as we digest larger uh, stocks of our products and make that available to smaller businesses.
0: That's a lovely answer lovely answer and yeah that's because if you're very very new which I was back in the day there is a major cost involved with that isn't there which would be very intimidating and also my personal feelings would be to get a good price on Mm. one type of crystal you buy in volume Mm. and therefore Mm. you'd almost have to specialize in that one crystal only you know if you're a very small business trying to set out you're going to struggle to have the variety Mm. exactly yeah also want to reduce the prices down and you guys do have very very good prices so Mm. Separately, guys, I would definitely recommend this particular wholesaler for sure. Okay, so going a bit further, could we talk about firstly um, how people would start to work with a wholesaler? What happens?
1: Yes. So uh, for us specifically, if you visit our website, up in the top right-hand corner, uh, there should be a button asking you to make a trade account, um, and at that point, you put in a few of your details. Just it's very simple really it's just your name contact details and any details about your business or about your proposed business because we do get a lot of people uh wanting a trade account who are just starting out um once you've submitted those details your account will go under review um, and we'll look at it and just check that you are looking to start a business or you have a small business um, and we will approve your account after your account has been approved um you're free to shop on our website, now you've got an account, um, and the when you first order from us, our, your first order, it's a £100 minimum spend, and that's before VAT and carriage, and then any orders subsequent to that, uh, it's a £50 minimum spend.
0: Brilliant, and it's key to remind people that it is before VAT, because when yeah. you are new again to retail mm-hmm. and setting up a business, which is you know, as a, as customers, normal customers, we just see the price and think that's what we're paying. Don't exactly. We? yeah, so again, it's a bit of a shock when you get to check out and it's like something's added. So guys mm. remember that your business to business, they will add the VAT at the end, so make sure you add currently mm. roughly around twenty percent, but it changes, doesn't it or it mm. could change, <laughs> who knows. Okay, so, now, the question I get a lot is, and you may or may not know this, because I know you're very much focused on your particular wholesalers. But if people are trying to find a wholesaler, are there any resources out there that you know of that will help them find wholesalers? Because I know you can just Google, but in my personal experience, it's not that easy sometimes to find people. Mm, that is definitely
1: a difficulty we face, because obviously... To a certain level, you can't advertise as a normal business because you mm-hmm. we don't sell uh, to the general public, and we want to sell to retailers. Um, so at the moment, we operate mostly on a uh, if you search for us online, or uh, if you search for you know you might find us through googling crystal and mineral wholesale etc. Or often we actually work on a word of mouth basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is perfect then. With yeah. That, the word of the mouth. Here <laughs> <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, and, <laughs> and something you've just said a minute ago that's interesting is the que- a question I get a lot is like, what information do, pe- do these wholesalers need? And mm. you said you need to show you have a business. Am I right? Is that them giving you their business registration number?
1: Yes. Often uh, that is something that we would like to see if at all possible. Um, we are really aware though, that with the nature of the crystal business at the moment, a lot of people are really only just starting out or they're very small Etsy sellers, or it's a very small side business that they're just beginning to delve into. So we are really aware that not everybody all the time has got that all figured out. Um, so we do, we are quite relaxed on our approach to uh, checking that kind of thing, because um, we know that a lot of businesses who reach out to us are calculating prices, et cetera. Um, so they're not they haven't necessarily got it all figured out yet so yeah we are quite we are quite relaxed on that but if people are able to provide that that is a bonus
0: and I'm guessing that's also for people who are maybe getting into modalities that crystals could be used with as well so maybe they are going straight into crystal therapy or meditation or something where they would want to bring crystals into their environment I'm guessing you support people like that as well yes we do I think that does make up a portion of our customers yeah and it's good for people to know because I know there's Mm. a lot of therapies out there especially crystal therapy where people presume I have to go to a normal shop to buy my crystals and you don't Mm. you can Mm. come to someone like you and you're going to get a very good discount even though you're yes you may not sell those crystals on but why would you go and spend full price if you don't have to you can because you're Mm. in the industry you can benefit from that okay so It'd be good to talk through the actual shopping experience. I love buying crystals. Um, My actual own crystal collection isn't half as big as it used to be because I get the fun of just buying the, you know, the buyer's, fun part and no buyers mm. remorse because then it goes goes on to someone else. So and you've you've also got, we haven't spoken about it yet, but you can visit your oh, it's not a shop, is it? Like a, a, a showroom, that's our showroom. Oh, yeah. thank you. Much yeah. more impressive name than what I was going to say. <laughs> and it's quite vast, full of mm. crystals. Mm. So if someone went there particularly, I know you've just um explained about online and the normal and online guys, just so you know, it is the same process that you would expect with a normal shop isn't it other than you need to log on first because you need to be a wholesaler to see the prices you will purchase what you want go through to check out and that's when the VAT is added okay so one thing I wanted to bring up was I like buying them in person because then I'm buying ones that I know my customers will like but also I buy ones that I like cuz mm. I think I've got similar taste to my customers. So guys, I do recommend going there. You will see crystals that maybe you haven't seen before and therefore you're expanding your knowledge and you can see the prices and my personal experience we live down in Kent so when we come and see you it's a, a day or two's time there wow. which is it's mm. lovely. Um, mm. I love it. My husband walks, and it needs to be two people, in my opinion, because I'll be picking, he's costing as we go mm. to, to rein me in a little bit. <laughs> it's never, yeah, it's never <laughs> the budget. It's always gone over the budget, but it's just like, that's why you need to stop now. Stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, can we speak about just if they're in the shop? Um, could you explain? There is some crystals can be priced differently can't they
1: yes so um absolutely we have a showroom at our base which is uh, quite near Huddersfield in West Yorkshire um and we get customers traveling from all over the place from Kent as yourselves we get some yeah. coming over from Ireland sometimes really? which is really interesting yes yeah, yeah. so it's it's lovely seeing people come and visit um to come and visit the showroom you uh, call to book in a slot that's quite important that it is appointment only mm-hmm. um our showroom, so it's, it's not. It's always been like that. It's not just a COVID, uh, post-COVID thing. um Our showroom has always been appointment only. um In the showroom, we uh, some items go a price per piece, and some are priced more bulk per kilogram. Um, we actually do as well. We have a few items which are showroom-only pieces because mm-hmm. there is a problem when you start selling things online if things aren't repeatable, um, or if every single individual uh, piece of amethyst, say in this 25 kilogram box that you've got looks different we can't really sell those individually online uh because if you know you see a photo of one and you're going to receive one which looks completely different uh which isn't really fair so we have a lot of showroom only things there as well um yes some things are done by the kilogram so you might uh pick out your favorite three pieces from say like bulk rhodochrosite or something that's one of my favorites um and then say if that comes to 750 grams overall you would pay 75 percent of the kilogram price um yeah and then some things are done by the piece it really depends really it really depends on the item um Mm. which is something that we have to work out when we receive our pallets uh from our suppliers we have to work out which products are going to suit to which pricing structure and which how products are going to be most easily purchasable by smaller businesses because obviously you don't want to be giving people 25 kilograms of something that they only want a tiny piece of (laughs) that's
0: true that's true and I would say there's like if you're new starting out with into the crystal industry going to your shop like a showroom like yourselves that's where the lessons come because Mm. you've seen all the prices laid out all the the same crystal presented in many different ways and you can see Mm. the the price variants and yeah, and like I said, you also see things there that you may not have even heard of before. Every time I go to a showroom, I intend to come back with something I don't know. And therefore mm. I have the lesson. And also things that like you pick a crystal up and you start to realize how some are very heavy, some are very mm. light. And therefore naturally the lighter ones maybe don't sometimes cost as much. Or you certainly realize, I don't know, garnet very, very heavy. Mm. Well, that's going to affect the price. So when you get a kilogram of garnet, and you may only get three, where something else you could get 10. It's because of mm. the weight to a point. It's exactly. So yeah. the, the rarity and things like that. But it's mm. a lovely lesson. And also the payment process.
1: Once yes, everybody's so- found the crystals they love, what happens <laughs> next? <laughs> yes. Well, I unfortunately, you've got to pay at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of our uh, lovely sales team, um, they, will be, they will start scanning that through uh, the EPOS system. Uh, once you've got your trolley of what you would like to buy. And that can that can take a well, it depends how much you bought, really. Some people mm. buy just, you know, they just have top-up. Some people it's a really enormous shop that they do. Um, yes, yeah, so that that's scanned through uh, and weighed and everything, and it and it's packaged for you. Um, and then
0: you'll pay after that. Brilliant. Okay. And I think it's um important for people to realize like so we we spend a lot of money when we're there we you know because mm. we don't visit a lot so when we visit we are ready to make the most of it <laughs> especially with how long it takes us to get to you mm. so um i packing on average takes one of your lovely staff and they are the loveliest group of people <laughs> three to four hours mm. um, although we do it like i said we do it for two days and they start packing and i'm confident now just for people listening i've got to the point where i know i'm not going to want to double check at the end and make sure I'm happy with everything because I'm familiar mm. with your, your shop I would say new people you probably want to make all of your picks and then just look at it again and make sure you're content with what you've got so um we normally say yeah please start packing when you're ready because we know we're not going to want to put anything back but it does take hours because obviously they're crystals you've got to be very careful about how you pack them is that yeah, what well. I'm guessing is that one of the reasons it needs to be by booking you, know, you book a slot because of the amount of time
1: yes it them. is absolutely it is yeah, yeah. um because we wouldn't we really wouldn't want anyone to come and want to do a really big shop and then have to set off back home wherever that is um and we're not you know we don't want to give you anything that
0: might break in your car on the way home yeah. or anything like that <laughs> so it's definitely a it's a trip isn't it but it's a lovely mm. process and enjoy it and like I said be there long enough that you can learn about the crystals at the same time Um, how i i now do it just so people know as well if i'm visiting you i will probably come along one day like late in the afternoon just look around and see what you've currently got because stocks do change don't they which is Mm, something i don't think people realize is Mm. we within the industry you can't always guarantee everything's available all the time can you depends on what please share why that is (laughs) because
1: no you really you really really can't and I think possibly um I know everybody's absolutely sick to the back teeth of hearing about it prior to the pandemic um Mm. I think there were much fewer stock problems and stock flow problems through the industry um because there was no limitations on shipping or any uh, quarrying or mining that was going on and you know everybody was working normally however also there was an enormous crystal boom Mm. during the pandemic um, and people got really really into kind of holistic crystal therapy and things like that Um, so we saw an absolutely enormous increase in interest in our products which is absolutely fantastic however obviously as it's a natural product that is still coming out of the ground somewhere and there is still you know x x amount of it in the ground somewhere um no matter how interested people are in it no matter how quickly they're buying it so that has created um there's a there are problems with some mm-hmm. of our most popular crystals now which is it's not ju- it's not just an US problem it, that is a global problem really that yeah. they the demand is just still really skyrocketing and the supplies is only is only so much and a lot as well, because of the nature of who we buy from, we buy from small communities, uh, often quite artisanal, um, and we're not. You know, this isn't this isn't a massive industrial yeah. quarrying process with enormous machines and the, the capabilities to pull out tons and tons and tons of this stuff a day. It doesn't really work like that. So obviously. That, that has created some problems, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And when I, again, on my early days, is someone, so I, how I work, just so, again, so the people know and yourself know, so you understand why I'm asking this, is we do like curated collections. We do the classic online uh, Instagram mm-hmm. sales. So I'll have a table of crystals, they're generally themed. And the themes change every month. And I do now, so someone came along a week later and said, I've just seen you, you've got Amazonites, Um, do you have any? And I'm like, originally, I would innocently be like, I don't, I'll go get some. Mm. And now I've learned to to not say that and to be like, I'll check. Um, But really, I don't promise that I'll be getting it again for three to six months just to Mm. To say to people when it's in front of me, this is when you can have that. I have it with me right now, so mm. I trust I've got mm. it. Otherwise, I'm because also I wanted to rotate the stocks. People weren't seeing the same things all the time, but also mm. understanding now. My fa- one of my favorite crystals is um, Samadhi quartz, and mm. through the pandemic that mm. was just not, not going to be a thing. It's just, mm. and it's, yeah, like you said, I've seen it's um a lot harder to source, it. it's slower to source things, things come through, but it's giving people a chance like yourself exactly, yeah. to be able to stock it again. Okay. So on a similar note, it'd be interesting as someone like yourself, who's really seeing like an overarching experience of people setting up shops and new businesses setting up. It'd be lovely if you could share some advice for people maybe who already have a shop or are considering setting up a crystal shop.
1: Mm, absolutely. So um, I would say if you, if you're first starting out, I would say uh, start small and just try and find what works for you. Cause I know that there's an enormous breadth really in The kind of customers that you guys have and the kind of businesses that you guys have so every single um every single buyer of ours is is different from the next Mm -hmm. um so I'd say start small and really try and get to know your individual customer base and what your individual customer base might be interested in um and yeah we have we always have well we aim go back (laughs) we aim to have the favourites um, available. So things you can't really go wrong with. So um, Orange Calcite is always a favourite. Amethyst is always a favourite. Rose Quartz is always a favourite. Those are kind of, you know, the big, big ones that everybody's heard of. So I'd say it's easy to start with things like that um, and then work out what works for you. Because if you if you go incredibly niche or you buy very large amounts, you might that might not end up working for people if they've got
0: a small uh, business and they're just starting out. I love that. And is there, as well as saying, I mean... Take note, guys. She's just listed a few favorites, so they're the ones to get (laughs) (laughs) there Do you find are there particular shapes that do well, or is raw more popular, or is there trends that happen?
1: I think there are. I we see a lot of trends. We see actually a lot of trends, and it can be it's really interesting because um I might see I I do a lot of social media for rock shop. So I might see on Instagram one day um everybody is crazing about a few weeks ago everybody was crazing about little star carvings um and I thought oh they're lovely they're beautiful we should get some of those um but obviously if we order those now they're going to come in three months or something (laughs) so we might not be able to meet that trend that trend might be gone by now by then um so yeah we do see a lot of trends
0: um yeah that is true as well yeah because again like now these days I have. And I mean, these days I did this last month. I've been running Conscious Crystals since 2017. I've planned out every theme sale and what crystals are in it for the whole year so that I know what's coming and when. And yeah, therefore, I probably couldn't meet a trend, but... Mm you probably see it a bit too late anyway, like you've just said. Mm. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. So again, a question that comes up a lot and it's a natural concern that most people are going to have because we are blessed really to be in a society now where people are starting to double check ethics Mm. and sourcing and everything like that. So could you spend a few moments talking about ethically sourcing crystals and then also what the rock shop do to overcome that?
1: Yes absolutely so as you say it is that is a really important thing Mm -hmm. for people to remember is that um, these beautiful crystals that we're buying here are not naturally available (laughs) in this country so they have come from somewhere and they have been mined by someone. Um, Yes that's really important to remember and I think it's come along especially there has been a lot more attention paid to the fast fashion chain Um, and I would I would liken it to that actually is that if you if you are expecting to be able to purchase incredibly cheap crystals and you don't know where they're from and they're sort of suspiciously low priced it's the same with clothes isn't it that you think how on earth has somebody managed to make that garment entirely and and then i'm able to buy it for one pound fifty mm-hmm. um that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and it is the exact same with crystals um yes so we ever since the start of rock shop that has been really core to our values is the fact that the people purchasing our products matter as much equally so as the people who are originally sourcing our products um, so as a company we aim to have close relations with all of our suppliers and understand the conditions that they're working in um, as I, I think i mentioned earlier we mostly Buy from artisanal communities. Mm. Um, so on the smaller end, that can be an issue. If you're buying from massive corporations, there can be a lot of um, smoke and mirrors. I'd say with you don't know it's you know it's very difficult to get to the bottom of where things are actually coming from. Whereas if you know Definitely. the bloke whose family are providing the material for you, that's there's you know there's much fewer um, turns in that corridor. I'd liken it to. Um,
0: That's a good way of phrasing
1: it. I like that. I'm going to use that. (laughs) A lot less, it's a lot less obscure um, what's actually going on. Um, If we do have suspicions about any of the practices of any of our suppliers, we stop working Mm -hmm. with them. Um, And we, a good example of that actually is that we very recently changed our salt supplier uh, for all of our Himalayan salt. Uh, And one of the big reasons was because it was too cheap, (laughs) which (laughs) sounds funny because you'd think, well great good for you um but no it was it was suspicious cheap and it was uh, not somebody that we wanted to work with anymore for various other reasons so we found a different salt supplier um again that's it's from a family business uh, we have media of what goes on in the quarries and the mines um we know that people are wearing safety equipment we know that it's adults who are employed um things like that that's what we that is the situation that we would like to work with is that we we know who is sourcing our products, um, and I'd say that any any supplier, any any wholesaler can have you know an ethics policy, or say, oh yeah, no, we we do this, we do that. Um, but I think how to kind of approach that as a retailer, especially if you're new to it and you you aren't really sure um, how to go about it, I'd say where your product has come from. Should be immediately available to you as a piece of information. That shouldn't be something that you need to ask for, or it's you know, scrolling the fine print not,
0: or anything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is
1: crazy. That is crazy. That yeah. um, you're, you know, you're buying these things and you don't know what part of the world they've come from, and you don't know who who has has taken that yeah. out of the ground. Um, so yeah, that where that product has come from should be immediately available to you, um, and. If possible, I would look for uh, media that the wholesaler are supplying of the different uh, mines and the different communities that they buy from.
0: That's a good answer. And yeah, I would say so we we work, we come to you and we also now over the years, I've learned to try and look overseas and bring from the mines and guys might like you've just said, just to echo what you've said especially when you're new and price is significantly important to you at that moment Mm. in time. When you look overseas, it feels some, there's a, there's two options, isn't there? You'll find in the ethical, which is hard to find. It is a process and you will make errors before you perfect it. Mm. They will naturally be a little bit more expensive, probably, hopefully not, but they probably are. And then there is cheap, and that's the red flag. Like Mm. when you're new, Mm. it feels a good idea. It's just Mm. don't, don't go there. And this is why someone like yourselves are good because you buy in the big bulks to bring it over to the UK. So you're keeping it down. You're bringing the ethical stuff over at a Mm. price that people that are starting out can afford rather than them looking somewhere else and probably Mm. feeling attracted to stuff that, because, yeah, if you ask someone if they're ethical, they're probably just going to say yes, aren't they? Mm. Or just also not necessarily understand what you will say or what you're asking, because it's so mm. new mm. in some situations to be asked those questions. Can you talk about some of the artisan communities that you work with just so people can understand when they are also asking these questions, what kind of thing they need to hear so they know if they are working with the right people or not?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, a really good example, which actually we have just had a restock uh, from Madagascar. So it's good mm. that I'm mentioning this because we will have the stock if you're interested in <laughs> Perfect. it. Um really good example is the Madagascan supplier that we work with. Um, so there are, there are re- reported a lot of issues with uh, taking uh, precious resources out of Madagascar, mm. uh, purely due to the infrastructure of the country and the fact that it's very difficult to monitor where your things are coming from yeah um so our madagascan supplier we a, f- a couple of years ago swapped to this supplier because she supports um, about 500 children through school actually um, in the area of madagascar that we buy That's from amazing um i know i there's some uh, we've, i we've i i'm publishing at the moment actually on the social media some really lovely Uh, pictures of the most recent Christmas day I think that there was um, and uh, she sorts out food for people and she sorts out presents for the children at the school as well Um, yeah so I think it's 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 really important to us that we know that when we're buying these massive you know these massive orders we know that some of that money is going to improve the conditions Mm. um, of the people that we're buying from
0: and I think that's the thing, isn't it? What, what I found is there are people that are very, inf- maybe it's it's also going to be their character, but to be fair to them, they're very, if they share information, they're quite, it's um quite static information. And in they're just to mm. the point. When we are, when I feel I'm finding ethical suppliers, they share that kind of information as well. You can tell they're very heart opened. They're mm. almost very, the, almost more connected to the earth and what's going on. And they do do things a bit differently, like you said. That's a beautiful example. Did you say in that? What does she mine? What's what do they do? So our
1: madagascan supplier—that is uh, most commonly rose quartz. That's kind of mm, a big one so. that famously comes out of Madagascar. But we also get um, a lot of blue calcite mm-hmm. and uh, rubellite. We have it. We have on our on our website actually. um There should be a banner saying. Uh, Madagascar shipments or we love Madagascar and if you go into there there's all of the kind of products I think there's golden quartz, things like that as well and mm-hmm. labradorite so a lot of re- actually a lot of really gorgeous gorgeous yeah. stones come out of Madagascar um but yeah you do I there are there are multiple reports out there of you can you can receive these beautiful beautiful stones from Madagascar from this gorgeous country um but you don't know how old sometimes you don't know how old the people are who have yeah. been getting them for you and you don't know what or if uh, they're being paid so that is you know you i would say if you're interested in these beautiful things um you you need to know that there isn't this awful awful history uh, yeah. behind these pieces that are coming to you because that would you know you don't you don't want these things in your home really
0: yeah yeah and that right now how things are that's the best thing we can do isn't it the industry is starting what's your opinion on this that the inter- my opinion is the industry starting to understand people care but there's still a there's a sh- massive shift mm. to yeah massive. absolutely
1: so it is it's very new um mm. as I say, as I said the crystal business completely skyrocketed very recently really only in the last two and a half years is it has it, mm. has it has it increased at the rate that we've seen um and therefore only really now has there been as much interest in everybody being able to know exactly where their where their stones have come from um and that everybody was safe and happy when their stones have been being sourced um so it is it is very new and there isn't as of yet um whilst there are there are i believe there are very strict legislations that you have to meet if you are sourcing uh, precious stones so if you source diamonds or emeralds or sapphires or you know things of that nature um there are certain criteria that you have to meet to show where they've come from and things like that that doesn't exist for yeah. semi-precious minerals and just minerals and crystals um, so we 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 want to give you that information but nobody has to which is quite scary really there's no there is no actual legal finite obligation um to provide any of that information so i'm hopefully this is something that is that is coming and that as people are more aware of this and more concerned by this this is these are actions that will be put into into play Um, but as of yet yeah it is it's it's difficult at the moment it is difficult
0: sounds like we're at the beginning of the wave of the Mm. change like you said it's almost what two and a half years old Mm. wave so it's a new and and a wave that was, has been created in COVID and therefore the momentum is probably just mm. starting about mm. now. Okay. So on a similar note, so the final question, uh, we've spoken about ethic, ethically sourcing crystals. The other thing that comes up a lot is faux or fake crystals. Now I'm just going to make a little caveat to this, that a lot of people will send me photos going, is this real? Is this not? It's obviously quite hard to tell mm. on a photo. <sighs> my personal experience guys is sometimes again picking it up and you can tell something's a bit too light that's a good flag that feels a bit wrong Mm. but also a lot of people like fake crystals don't they 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 don't care that it's fake they like the ethics of that particular thing Mm. so there is a place for it so I'm just going to say that first that like if I don't do you guys have crystals or scientifically like lab made as well as true crystals i haven't i can't remember if i've seen that or not we do
1: we do have the odd uh synthetic yeah. piece, um and we do have some heat treated products so yeah. some of our citrine is heat treated so there is you know there is an argument that uh, that is like synthetic citrine because it's a, it's essentially heated amethyst um and but yeah we, sorry
0: Aura crystals, titanium coated?
1: We do, yes, we do have yeah. some aura products. Again, Excuse what we we try and aim, well, what we do manage to do is that if something has had a, it has been treated in some way, or if it's heat treated or uh, it's synthetic or man-made, mm-hmm. that is just stated straight up in the title of the item, um, just so that nobody is buying anything that and, and it's not quite what they think it is. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, I thought you did, and that's what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. is some people love it, like especially aura coated. Mm. I know a few people. That's what they collect. That's what they mm. they want. So it's it's a good thing to ask, but also it's a fair statement to say, you know, it's, you're going to have a demand for it, aren't you? There's people that want mm. it. Is there anything in your experience of sourcing crystals or suggestions that you could offer people about? It's a hard one, isn't it? But just checking if something's a fake crystal or not. Mm.
1: I have I have seen resources online where if you're worried that something might be plastic-based, mm. um, if you Say, heat up a little needle and see if it melts mm, in a bit. People do do that. Um, yes. I know that uh, weight can have a lot to do with it. So, if you know how much something is meant to weigh and then mm. how, how much you've actually got of it just weighs considerably less, that might be um, an indicator. It is really difficult. I actually, um, I'm actually a geologist myself. I did a geology degree and sometimes well, now I've got 101
0: things. other questions. <laughs> Uh,
1: sometimes I look at things and I think "Hmm, I don't know I can't tell that is very difficult so yeah that is a really difficult thing I would say we as as a supplier to retail we always aim to know that what we're selling is actually genuine so there are some products that always go through certain tests with us so for instance malachite we always check that for dyeing um Mm. because often so, well some suppliers put in like a green or a bluey green dye into into a quite you know very average looking malachite batch and it might make it this gorgeous electric green and yeah. you know therefore much more expensive and desirable. And then when it gets to us we do certain tests we leave things in water, um, things like that check that there's no dust coming off these products or there's no dye seeping out of them because if oh, there is so cool. I can I join you the next time you do that, please. <laughs> it's not it's not very high tech oh I'd love it though just sit in the background Um, and just watch you all (laughs) um yeah because we would not want to be supplying that to people if they think it's this beautiful Mm. natural malachite product and then you get it home and you you know you put it in one of your products I know people put crystals in candles or crystals in bath bombs and things like that and it starts weeping a green dye We we don't want that to happen so yeah there are some things where we check them because we know that um that there are out there there are people wanting to sell you things that aren't that thing Uh, so yeah and
0: and again that's why it's good to start with someone like yourselves like someone may want to test Mm. other sources but when you are new and every penny counts you don't Mm. want to make those kind of errors do you exactly yeah and my in my experience you learn as you go don't you that's why it's always good to go to the showrooms and you get Mm. to physically see things Pick them up, understand their weights, their textures. And therefore, when you pick up something like a long time ago now, it was like four or five years ago. I thought I was buying double terminated clear quartz. Mm. Um, I needed them really quickly. So I think I just went to an Etsy, I didn't, I just where can I get these mm. tomorrow? Mm. Um got them from Etsy. When I got them, they were so light and so mm. perfect. Mm. Mm. To, you know, there's this thing with crystals. Perf- super perfection is a slight unlikely yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. a red flag now they're my case study of something that's a faux crystal so it all turned mm. out okay because now I've got samples <laughs> I can show people but it is part of the process and I, I, like I said I get messages all the time of people saying is this a fake crystal or not and to a point like you said you can kind of look at it there are classics aren't they dyed howlet that's dyed blue yes exactly that yeah yeah. Is that, um, is it got a name? How, how, um, putting you on the spot with me, because oh, I can't name. Yeah. They're yes. trying to simulate a kind of turquoise, aren't they? Crystal. Yes, they are. Yeah. 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 And it just doesn't, doesn't even yeah. get halfway. It's, it's very electric. Yeah. It's very, yes. Yeah, so it just doesn't <laughs> work. So there are some, like, if you Google it, you'll pick it up and you'll know straight away. If you want to get that because it suits something you're doing, then mm. fine, up to you. But, Yeah. And then there's deeper lessons that sadly you sometimes learn the wrong way, don't you? But like Mm. you said, if you go through someone like you, then you're safeguarding that someone else has done that for you. Okay, Emily, as we finish, thank you again. This has been an amazing session. Is there any other information you'd like to share with people? Anything that's come up that you think people find interesting? Um, I think just going back to what you said about
1: how things are sold in the showroom and also about mm-hmm. how uh, people individually can kind of meet their customer base. Um, as you say, some things are sold so for a kilogram, some things you might get three pieces, some, some pieces, some things you might get 50 mm-hmm. um, if you're buying kilograms of it. That, again, if you're just starting out, if your customer base is kind of on the lower end of a price range, I'd imagine you'd want as many pieces as possible yeah. for your you know fancy you true. bark um whereas if you are selling perhaps to a more adult market or a slightly more upmarket market you it doesn't matter if you've only got one piece per kilogram because that might be exactly what you're looking for so I think decisions like that where if you're you know if you if you have a shop on the high street and you know that your customer base might generally be children or teenagers what their price point might be looking at different people's price points and therefore that I would imagine quite strongly influences your own price point as a retailer.
0: That's powerful and yeah again when you're walking around a showroom like yours, yours and you see the prices laid out that's mm. that moment you notice things that maybe you've not heard of before or mm. considered and you see it all together and you're like actually that's accessible to my customer base I didn't even know existed mm. or I hadn't checked it yet so it is like you said it is a you'll see the price per kilogram and suddenly things become available that you you've not considered mm. before exactly yeah yeah okay so to finish off uh do you want to tell people maybe how they can stay in contact with yourself and the rock shop but also maybe how they can start considering applying to have an account with you yes absolutely so
1: uh, if you want to stay up to date with any of our news or anything like that um we have all of the standard social medias uh, generally it's just at rock shop wholesale if you search that on on the the social media platform we should come up we hopefully should come up yeah so if you visit our website up in the top right hand corner there will be a blue button which prompts you to make a trade account but if you have any questions about anything or any queries or uh, anything about whether or not you'll be eligible for a trade account um feel free to contact us those details are all at the bottom of our website page and I think Gemma is going to link them in the show notes as well
0: I will do thank you everything so when I say goodbye to you guys in a minute head there scroll down through the show notes everything think will be at the bottom all the social media you've spoken about and the links to the website thank you emily very powerful i know you've answered questions that many people have so i'm very grateful for your time hopefully speak to you again in the future maybe and um yeah so goodbye to emily thank you so much for having me i've loved it thank you and i'll see you guys again next week bye guys